0: Come in.
1: Hey, man, I'm sorry i might late to
0: Shut up! You're here! And good thing, because we've got lots of work.
1: It's Employee of the Month with Katie Lazarus, the talk show featuring unforgettable guests with incredible jobs. And now, here's my boss and your host, Katie Lazarus.
0: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Employee of the Month. I'm your host, Katie Lazarus. And while I'm away on book leave, I wanted to share some of my favorite episodes. And this one is with Titus Burgess. You can catch him in Netflix, The Unbreakable, Kimmy Schmidt. You can also drink his wine. You can drink his wine while you listen to this episode. Okay, I will stop yapping so you can hear us. It's really fun. It was recorded live at Joe's Pub. So I wanted to start out. My um, best friend is from Athens, Georgia.
1: That's so random.
0: It is very random. A nice Jewish girl from Athens, Georgia. And she, um, when I told them who was on the show, I was like, Patty Lepone, John Hamm, Titus Burgess, and all they cared about was Titus Burgess. That's crazy. Because you are from Athens, and they are from Athens, and they brought me this photo from your shared yearbook. Oh, my God.
1: Um, Are you serious?
0: It says that Titus loves to be a cut-up. Jason, can we show the yearbook photo?
1: Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) I love the caption. Did wow. did you write? Titus Burgess is on his way to class. Although he usually cuts up, he knows that school is important.
1: So <laughs> <laughs> sounds wow. like such
0: a great PSA. What an
1: ugly shirt that is.
0: <laughs> Where are oh, you going, man?
1: It's funky. It's like a bell DeVoe kind of thing. I, I, I it? suppose so. I love a little it. Titus.
0: I love your Janss. did he know. Backpack too. Um, I wanted to, in, in all seriousness, ask about, like, you know, being a big fish in a small pond. Because I, we had had a guest on um, Kiki, Justin Vivian Bond, uh, sure, and he had said it's good to be a big fish in a small pond and start somewhere else instead of starting in New York. And did you feel that way about starting in Athens, Georgia? Uh,
1: I don't even know that I thought yeah, like of you. myself as a big fish, um, but I never really, I, I, I never really think about. The scope of, in terms of where I am in relation to the location or, or, or the, the measure of the community that I'm working in. Um,
0: I'm going to make you talk into the microphone. Yeah, a little more yeah. like that. Is that better for yeah. you? I love giving you directions. And <laughs> I'll <basically>. take them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just try to do good work. It you know, doesn't matter where I am. I'm, I'm going to be big Titus where I am. Yeah. You know? yeah. Ow.
0: Right. That's it. That's it. You sing it, sister. Yeah. Um, so you won a, a contest to get your first agent?
1: Not quite. Okay, so can you tell I, that story? So sure. What, what I, I worked at uh, Disney World to get my equity card, and then I got the hell out of there. Um, <laughs> and was then, this Disney in Florida? Yep, Disney in Florida. Um, and then I, uh, there there is this competition called Savannah on Stage, the Ameri- American Traditions Competition. Really long name. Um, for not-so-great competition. Um, but uh, I won second place, uh, and I thought I had lost, because I, when I got to Savannah, the climate change from, from Orlando to Savannah was really, really uh, drastic. So I lost my voice. Oh. Um, so I have no idea how... I placed on anybody 's anything because I sounded a hot mess, um, and i I remember after I got done singing, I, they had covered the orchestra pit, and I, I, I went under I went behind uh, the stage, went downstairs, and found the first room that I could find that had no one in it and didn 't realize it was the orchestra pit, <laughs> and I was listening to the guy who won uh, singing. Um, uh, above me and I was I was like that's when I knew I was like oh this is this competition is over for you Titus so I was down there making plans to go back to Disney World as if I could get my job back and then I get up on stage and they're announcing you know third place second place first one up so on and so forth and I won uh five thousand dollars and I took that money and I moved to New York City yeah yeah that's awesome <laughs> absolutely
0: Um, You've done Jersey Boys, Little Mermaid. I wanted to ask, like, what's the difference between doing these huge productions where, um, like, here's the Little Mermaid. Do you have, like, a massive tween following?
1: (laughs) That costume was so fucking hot.
0: That's insane.
1: Um, That was one of the most charmed times in my life. It was so fun. I I got to come out of the orchestra pit and there was a a row of children in the first first couple of rows and you were always here. And I would never know if they were just scared of this giant black man in a crab costume. (laughs) Or if they were just excited to see me. But it was really, really cool. And one of the times the elevator, did, well, not one of the times, several times the elevator didn't work. I'm thinking, you guys put like $15 million into your production. How does the fuck does this elevator not work? I don't understand. Anyway, so I literally had to climb and crawl out of the, co- out of the uh, elevator pit. And I literally heard kids screaming, running up the aisles. I'm not joking, I swear to God. True story. So they're probably in therapy today. <laughs> they probably don't want to date black guys or something like that. I don't know.
0: Once they do, they'll know. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: it's a plug. It's a plug. It's a high Yelp review. Um, and but you know, what's the difference for you, like between oh, yeah, do, I doing those roles versus like the happy embalmer? You know, playing like oh, the oh my Dali, god, the that Dali was Lama. so
1: fun that show that never will see the light of day ever again. Um, sometimes the most uh, fulfilling artistic. Uh, experiences you'll have are in these little festivals, fringe Festival or, or the, what was it, New York Music Theater Festival? I think there's a, there's a festival that, like that and uh, you do these uh, musicals that m- m- some of them have lives afterwards, yeah. but this one doesn't, but this one was really, really fun. But what's it like? It's, um, well, it's like what I just said. You know, sometimes on Broadway, you have an inflated budget to do what is essentially a community theater production. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so where's that money going?
1: <laughs> T-shirts? <laughs> and sometimes <laughs> uh, it turns into Evita, Miss Lapone yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. Which, by the way... Greatest night in my life. I'm serious. Um, so, yeah, it's a varied, it's a varied um, process. It's a varied experience. But I tell you what, my, the, the biggest lesson that I learned was in my first Broadway show, which was called Good Vibrations. It was a commercial flop. And I think we stayed in previews longer than any other Broadway show has ever been in previews for. I'm not joking, we were in previews for about four months. They kept delaying it, because they kept bringing in show doctors. A show doctor essentially- Oh,
0: like we have script doctors. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And it's, it's someone who's, who essentially comes in to quietly assist or replace the director. At any rate, uh, there was no helping this child that was on life support called good vibrations um no all. No, oh, it's okay um <laughs> yeah. i mean i don't know how some of this shit gets greenlit in the first place like at what point do you read there's no script guys just sort of improvise a scene and then they start taking help me Rhonda, and you go commercial hits but you so know? why do you like, take
0: it so why do because you because it was my that? first
1: broadway show of okay. course i'm gonna take it okay um but What I learned during that time was such an invaluable lesson. You are your last line of defense. And talk about having to trust uh, your instincts and figuring out how to make even the most uh, thin of material have some semblance of integrity and it was then that I learned that if I wanted to I could direct a fucking Broadway show because I was directing my own scenes you know um, and I learned so much and I valued that experience because I learned so much of what not to do when mounting a new work that I have in, in shows where you know it's completely thought out and have been you know commercial runaway hits because it required me to rely on um, a muscle that I didn't know I had now do I want to be in that situation again? Hell no no. But I take nothing from my journey now.
0: Um, I wanted to talk to you also about being religious. I was so in, intrigued that you go to church. i read this New York Times I do piece, and I thought that was really beautiful. And um, I just wanted to ask, like, what role that has in your life?
1: What role does church? Yeah, religion. Oh, how much time you got, girl? Um, <laughs> my connection to Source is the very thing that makes this crazy, fickle business palatable, digestible, sustainable, and maintainable. Um, It is the only thing that does not change for me. Um, I was almost robbed of that connection at a young age um, because of uh, a lack of education in the uh, church community in the rural South, where... Um, You know, I was the minister of music uh, at the church at a very young age, this young gay black man who had no role models and no one to look to to learn how to be a a gay black man who was also Christian. Um, And I was leading the congregation and leading worship and inviting people um, to source, um, but was being told in the pulpit uh, during the sermons that I was not fit. To be a part of the church, they just didn't know that they were talking to me. So this bizarre dichotomy, this is a bizarre juxtaposition. Um, but because of the connection, and because of who I knew, who who I knew God to be, um, the 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 the, the, the uh, verse, uh, you know, God is love, um, love is an action, um, and if if that is who this. Thing is, who she is, then it it surpasses um, all of the 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 negative aspects of who um, these pastors are describing right. goddess to be. And so, I had the wherewithal to think past and look past, and not look to them for direction, but keep uh, my my uh, connection to source as the thing that would guide me. And I and I you know, there's a passage that says something that's effective, the spirit of the Lord does not dwell in an unclean place Um, and I thought this is so ironic that uh, you you know, this book, these people are telling me that I'm not fit to have a, a connection with God, a connection with source, but then how do I explain all the myriad of Good fortune that I've had and my ability to be philanthropic and give back to the community, I would not house these things were it not for source and my understanding of what God and what love is do you understand yes
0: I do I know, understand every all of it and I think it's across religions it was, oh not gets. just the monotheistic it, but I think across I think you can absolutely. I think it's how people choose to look at any of these things.
1: I completely, I completely agree. And it's still an issue uh, in, in the community, and it's so perplexing. that I mean, there's so many, even women's rights, Black Lives Matter, gay people, transgender movement, the whole thing. It's like, we come to Earth as human beings. We come here with inalienable rights. We come here with rights, not privileges, not, not, not um, bonuses. We come to Earth all uh, being entitled to air food, love, and respect. And the fact that government thinks that some kind of way these things are are to be negotiated or doled out is preposterous. And church has to come out of religion once and for all. Church has to come out of government.
0: Another way that you show um, being a black gay male with a lot of depth and nuances in your acting. Oh, and um, that was my most unkosher segue to DeFuan se- um, to, um, to on 30 Rock. I didn't know how to go from talking about a thoughtful thoughtful description about religion and the place of justice and equality to 30 Rock and playing a, me- <laughs> a member of a fake reality TV um, <laughs> show. But I-, I wanted to ask you about, you know, I-, I know you've talked in a lot of interviews about getting this part, sure. but I just loved... Um, I wanted to hear about, like, having... T- was Tina Fey laughing at you while you were doing your audition? Oh, yeah. So, because okay. you weren't doing a so good job? So
1: <laughs> 30 Rock was my first network television anything. I hadn't been on... Other than singing on the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, I had never had a... Is, this, am I, is it better? Perfect. Okay. Um, I had never had a... Director uh, Lazarus.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: A guest appearance or, or anything on, on scripted... Uh, half-hour sitcoms and so um i almost didn't go to the audition because um as a ignorant you know petulant youth um it it was a audition there was one line that was my audition i had one line to go in a room and really show them what i had uh and i thought i was like what the hell am i gonna do with this?" Line. So, I didn't even look at the line until I got in the building. So, I got to 30 Rock, Rockefeller Plaza, um, and I could not find... It's a maze, that place. I could not find... The in, the, how to get... No, I've,
0: I've been late for so many... Like, to, my, actually, my 30 Rock audition, I was late for it also. Were you really? Yeah. And look, you got on it and I didn't. Well,
1: <laughs> uh, I...
0: Maybe we were auditioning for the
1: same role. We pro- highly <laughs> likely, because we're the same type. Probably, yeah. Um, so I wandered around the place. I'm now sincerely 40 minutes late for the audition. Um, and yeah. I didn't know that you had to go... Through security and take a picture and do all these things. And I saw um, a Broadway uh, friend pal of mine. She waltzed by me and I, she had her headshot in her hand or whatever. She didn't see me. I saw her. And I was like, this bitch knows where she's going. <laughs> so I followed her, Into the waited bathroom. for her to leave because I did not want her to ask me what I was doing there, just didn't have time for that whole pleasantries. Um, so I s- got to the security thing, went up there, uh, got to the audition. They were an hour late. <laughs> it's because of connection to source. I'm telling you there is no rhyme or reason f- for m- my good fortune. I have nothing else to attribute it to. So I got it. I got. I went in there and I sat down, um, looked at The sentence went in. Said it, got the job, and then I showed up a set, and my and I I didn't I didn't know where you're supposed to look. I didn't know about sight lines. So many small details that are very large details that could turn your scene or the turn the working day into a nightmare because you don't know what you're doing. But uh, uh, Tina takes chances on people, and I don't know why, but she has some third eye that she just um, she just takes chances. So I did the line, and I, I hear cut, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm fired. Um, and the director comes running over me, and she goes, there's nothing you did wrong, Titus. Um, we had to cut. We weren't able to use that because Tina was back there laughing at you. <laughs> <laughs> and so I just took that as my cue as, as as my barometer um, for how to treat the material, how to handle it, how to, how to temper it. Um, and um, and that was that. In the interim, from 30 Rock to Unbreakable, I didn't know, well, so I also got to set, and there were three other scenes. I was only supposed to be in one. And so my first big scene was filming with her and Sherry Shepard, and that was like a crash course in everything. Um, <laughs> and uh, so that's kind of My 30 Rock Story. And and then I was on it for four more episodes. Mm.
0: I went in for my audition, and it was just meeting with the casting director. And they're like, tell us about yourself. And I go, well, I'm a middle child. (laughs) 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 And they're just staring at me. And I was like... (laughs) That's (laughs) hysterical. And I was like, I got an older brother and a younger brother. And, um... (laughs) The audition ended quite quickly. (laughs) And I saw the guy, like, an hour later, and he, like, didn't even make oh, eye contact. My God. <laughs> yeah. I learned how to audition after, after that. Um, but I do want to show a quick clip from Unbreakable Kimmy oh. Schmidt, if that's okay. okay. Of course. Because from 30 Rock, I think that um, it's not just that she takes a chance on people. She saw how talented you were. She's an extremely smart uh, writer and actor herself and, and saw your talent. Um, and I just want to show a, a clip from, from Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt.
1: Pizza party for one. Divorced, dead, and having some fun. Pizza party for one. I don't have pizza. What's wrong, Kim Blake Nelson? I don't know, Titus. What is wrong? And what's right? And what's just... I find that life is mostly gray areas, especially the parts I can't reach with moisturizer. Uh Uh-huh. Is that why you thought it was okay to be
0: so mean to Vonda?
1: I don't know what you're referring to, because in the movie I saw, I was a hero scoring a legal victory for young renegades everywhere. You couldn't even apologize to her. There are three things Titus Andromedon does not do. Apologies, drag, and calculus. I'm beginning to think maybe you were a better person back when you were Ronald Wilkerson. Well, we'll never know, because Ronald Wilkerson's dead. Oh,
0: you are just Mr. Sassafras Jeans today. It's a
1: dumb name for how fierce I'm being right now.
0: <laughs> so the show is, is brilliant, um, but one of the things that I um, know that keeps getting talked about is how you ha- now have your own wine line, and you actually had Define in 30 Rock, <laughs> and then you had Pinot Noir. Um, well,
1: that one's real, that one's fake. You can go down the street and buy this one, you can't buy that one. <laughs>
0: And so now that you're, a, were you always a wine connoisseur? Because now you have a business selling wine, yeah, and I your wine know. is highly respected.
1: Yeah, it is, which is shocking, <laughs> 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 but it's really good though, y'all, for real. And we're announcing a, a rosé and a Pride edition in June, so be looking out for that.
0: So I to see how much of a connoisseur you were and I wanted to see if you could figure out which one is yours. I never
1: said I was a connoisseur. <laughs> or Somalier or a Somalian.
0: Um, but since you're selling wine, I figured we should find out which one's yours. Which one is Trader Joe's? And I'm not quite sure how little it costs. I think $3. And which one is Joe's Pubs? This one is number B. I don't know the answers. <laughs> <laughs> Are you not? <done? laughs> okay. for the results? The one that you didn't like at first. Don't feel that, Tom Colicchio, do you know him? He was on our show, he didn't get his grilled cheese correct. <laughs> okay, should we do an order? C was Joe's Pub's <laughs> Pinot Noir. How many people ordered Joe's Pub's Pinot Noir? Okay, good, we'll give you the rest of um, Titus's. B was Trader Joe's. Cherry Blossom. You were right, Titus. (laughs) Pinot Noir. Looks like you picked a good side business. Um, Titus, I wanted to give you some gifts because I was so glad you came out. (laughs) Yeah, get it. Um, Jesse Green, who writes for New York Magazine, is a fabulous theater critic. Um, I know that you like music anthologies. I was worried you probably owned all of them already. So if you already own this, He said you can re-gift it. Do you already own this? I'm sure do you do. Do not own it. Oh this. good! Oh I got it right. Okay good. Oh, so sweet. Okay, Steven Sondheim finishing the hat because I have read that you loved um, music anthology, musical I anthologies. Love
1: this. There are three people I worship in the world: Beyonce, Steven Sondheim, and Pat LePone.
0: I'm so happy. I'm
1: serious girl
0: you treats from Russ and Daughters who are a wonderful sponsor and have also been on the show. Um, so from, from my people to yours, there's some kugel and chocolate babka. That
1: is so sweet.
0: And um, some dog treats for your two little muffins. So
1: Can um, I say a quick shout out real quick? Yes. John Pam, you are... Such a fucking fantastic actor, dude. This is going to be great on the
0: podcast, by the (laughs) way.
1: Uh, uh, (laughs) On the well-deserved Emmy from last year, I think you are the bomb, and I can't wait to see what you're going to do for us next, to give us next.
0: So sweet. (laughs) Titus Burgess, we love having you here. I hope you will come back. Take your wine. (laughs) You don't need to share it. Take your gift bag though, with you. That's it for this episode of Employee of the Month. Thank you to Rob Schulte, Norland, Acast, and to all of you for listening. You can follow me at Katie Lazarus or go to Employeeofthemonthshow.com. That's Employeeofthemonthshow.com to find out about upcoming dates for Employee of the Month. And at Katie Lazarus, Facebook, Instagram, in the grocery store. You can even follow me there. Whatever you do, I hope you have a good one, and I'll talk to you next week.